He's pretty, he's very nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we got sued. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> we were not talking about. Well, don't say. Saying. Don't. Yeah. Don't even say. I was like, so Just... far we haven't been outed. It's a joke. But you're about to be real. So he's gonna demonetize no, us. Holy shit! <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. What's that? Oh yes, welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. Right. Oh my god, uh, man! It's been like I... four minutes. <laughs> I noticed that it was live. I just forgot what I was supposed to go. Ah! Uh, Wait, what, what podcast am I doing? How many am I doing? I don't what? know. I'm just, I'm just hanging out with my friends. How um, high are you? Right we're now? gonna go ahead and do a skin game today. But do we have any news? Any I don't news? think so. Most think you so. lied, Justin. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> because what? last time you said two in two weeks we will have news. It's been two weeks. We have no news. You lied. I lie all the time. What did I lie about? I don't remember even <laughs> saying the news. words. You That's said the there worst would part. Be news. There are no news. Hold on. I thought there was a. It wasn't an official like announcement or anything. But I think he. Oh yeah, didn't said, he say he was going to say something? And no. Then... Well, there was that, but he, I think uh, one of the he's scheduled for one of the cons, like the Emerald City Con in March. Right. Now. Isn't there you he go. always See, though? Look, it's news. It's not at all what I had in mind. Well, but, yeah, I mean, you know. he's yeah. There's certain ones that he's consistent for, but you can't yeah, like he always goes to Dragon Con. I thought he pretty much always goes to the Emerald City one. Uh, I thought this is his first time, which is why everybody's oh. like, "Oh my God, he's going." Whatever it is, supposedly he's going to that. So anyone in the Emerald City in March, feel free to go. Which is Portland, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> but super West Coast, and you know, oh, if you're out there. Okay. There Portland, Oregon. Okay, very yeah. good. You got something to do directly. You can Portland, take Ben Maine. on an outing. Did you really think Portland, Maine before Portland, Oregon? Yeah, I mean, I seriously. Mean, he clearly did. Are you reading? Yes, Stephen it's King? a possibility. That's the only time that happens. Like, How it's... high are you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I live in California, but the contact high is not that much. Um, okay. <laughs> what? Talking to Anyway, so uh, Skin Game. It starts off with parkour. Does it? it indeed. I I don't no, know. It's, I'm just it's the, the only time. Rolling. I'm Sorry. trying to shove this giant yep. rock up a hill. Episode, I'm just saying episode just one of thirty-seven. Really, Best you're going to start in with Sisyphus already? Spoilers, man. Seriously, good job. Best book. Best book. Best book. ever ever written. Ever okay? I don't know. I've been reading the first law. They're pretty so good. far. It is easily the top ten. It's easily the top ten. Jesuit <laughs> files. Jeez. Novels. I I'd go as far as to say it's in the top fifteen. I'd go so far as to say it's in the top one. I think it's in the top twenty three for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So Ben, you started us off. So go on with your parkour. Yay. Would you like to yeah. reenact the line for us? Parkour. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But the, I, the best part about this early thing, I want to give a shout out to James Barsters, as always. Really? His reading. Oh well, yeah, his reading of the uh the different voices that Harry finds in the underground sure. crystal cavern full of evil demon people. And it's hilarious. His of, light reading of everyone is just... Of all this, yeah, of all the stupid shit, it bugs, it bugs me how he calls out parkour. But other than that, I agree with you. So, Because oh, sure. I think what happens is I got it in my brain from when Jim read the first four chapters or whatever. And so like I've, I've always thought him like carrying the R longer... Whereas like Marsters is just like parkour and then it's done. Like, you know, it's just you know, And how does Jim do it? He carries the R longer, so it's more like parkour, you know, like you're dragging out the last syllable. So I'm pretty sure he just says it like Michael Scott, quite honestly. Right, which I've I've heard that, but since I've seen like that clip and that's about it of the show, then anyway. So yes, the all the demons, he's he's fucking using the crystal of like demons and outsiders as fucking parkour, which is crazy. In the 13 tunnels of Demon Reach. Right. Because mm-hmm. we got to bring up that continuity issue again. So, yeah, he's been there a year. He made a 13th tunnel. So he's been he's busy that so year catching yeah. things. You know? yeah. yeah. Because when the light is green, the trap is clean. Wouldn't that be nice if he was actually doing his job as warden and capturing yeah. things? The family business. Instead of just do. sitting and waiting for his head to explode. Yeah, right. you know, that. Look, he, he made a staff. in Lacuna. Yeah. <laughs> I just He's pictured been... out. <laughs> he sent them out with messages to his friends, not to capture oh. anyone. Well, Harry Dresden. Well, no, but I mean, at... oh. just sitting there. Yeah. Harry Dresden at What's Up Doc. 
and the warden show up, dropping off or picking up, dropping <laughs> off. Great. That, that's funny, actually. I, I want to see that now. So he does the parkour. He gets solicited and threatened and cajoled and whatever else. And then, you know, somebody tells him to bugger off. And he's like, you what? You what? Yeah. Me? So you're not, like, trying to kill me or seduce me or anything. You just want me to go away? That's weird. <laughs> and he's been there for a year and hasn't run into this person yet. There's 13 tunnels. There's a lot going on. And well, he he's also done one tunnel a month? As long as he's running, it's when he's walking that the voice is really... As long as he's running, he passes the mounds quick enough that they don't start creeping in. Also Meh. true. Which, and let's face it, he says as much that he, as a rule, he doesn't talk to or listen to these things. So once he's figured well, he out, says that yeah. right when he decides to talk to one of them. Well, yes, right, but because that guy's, you know, he's he's now something for everyone to chew over for five years until we find out that he's. You know. <laughs> it was a throwaway. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that would be hilarious. But... If it's anybody, Jack the Ripper. If it's anybody, you guys are nuts, dude. Stop it with the mortal bullshit. The Nagloshi are the least. So if it's a normal fucking serial killer, like unless unless Jack the Ripper's got 12 mantles that we don't know uh. about, he's not going to just be a fucking mortal. Yeah. You could stretch the Merlin thing because clearly the Merlin has like fifth dimensional magic, which, you know, Harry's like, this isn't even possible. And he's playing by the same rules that I am. I could see something like that. But for fuck's sake. He's not like, I killed three and a half prostitutes and got away with it one time in the 1700s. Like, come on. I love that pushed a button. That was I, I don't know why. It was just like, are you kidding me right now? I mean, it's, he's, it's, he's not wrong. He's over here like, finally, somebody says the truth. I mean, I, I had a pet. I liked the idea that he was someone like Alistair Crowley, but I, I know logically that he would have had to have like started obtaining the power of a dark god to even be considered being thrown in there, which is not impossible, but, you know, it's probably not someone who was just a relatively famous occultist in the 1900s. Let's, let's use Kimler? another litmus test, right? So, so maybe, maybe Kemmler, right? Goodman fucking Gray is a knockoff Nagloshi, okay? And how fucking powerful is he right now? So again, unless Jack the Ripper was something other than a normal dude, there's no reason I could see. Or, or he just pissed off the warden at the time. The warden's like, you know what? All you monsters and fuck you in particular. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. a very, very personal. <laughs> yeah, it, is a, it is a time-honored uh, sci-fi fantasy trope that no mythos is complete without Jack the Ripper. It's Jack the Ripper's in Star Trek, Jack the Ripper's in Babylon 5, and Jack the Ripper's in Dresden Files. So, so he might as well be there. He's not in Star Wars unless you count Kathleen Kennedy on the outside well, doing it to this franchise. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, That's it was right. a nice run That's while we had spice it. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. I was wondering how we were going to work those memes back in, but here we are. Couldn't be helped. Okay, so anyway, so we've spent 15 minutes <laughs> talking about this fucking asshole for five years. <laughs> He talks to him. The voice basically says, I'm supposed to be here. And then Harry falls over. Now, yeah. this part is somewhat important because at the time, I thought that the, the creature was attacking him, but it's actually related to the parasite, which is not the thing in the bin. It's... Yeah, the thing in his head. It's the parasite. So Yeah. So Alfred shows up and he gets so, named right now. Do we want to like reveal all spoilers as we go for this one? I mean, we're gonna, aren't we? I was gonna say, yeah. theoretically, so, everyone who's watched this knows all. Yeah, I mean, if God, you, it's if, been five years, I think we're past the statute of limitations. It's been five fucking years. <laughs> On the Trisha House podcast, we sometimes <laughs> swear. Thank you. And we're gonna spoil everything. Well, and, and this for this one, especially makes sense. What with the uh, the super super duper code talk right. stuff. Yeah. So it's like five times. We've been saying parasite because that's the word that Harry has to use for half the book and the last book as well. But it's also his second baby. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. that's all he knows it as at this point. Yeah. Right. We even know her name and we know she likes pancakes. Or that she realizes that pancakes aren't people. Right. Which is an important thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's, I, we were going to have to talk about it in about 
25 more hours anyway when we get to the Mab talks to Harry on the dock part, which is in 15 minutes of real time in the book. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because she talks about like, anyway, we'll get there. So, okay. so yeah, Alfred so, suppresses Bonnie. Yeah, yes, should because we just call her Bonnie the whole time now? Might as well. As spoilers. Uh, so suppresses the parasite in his head that he doesn't know yet. And then gets named and, he, and yeah. he's like alfred and he's like okay alfred demon reach you know we'll give him a full proper name yeah so. like it is funny when he was standing there going like i am the island i am also not the island there needs right. to be a difference right. he's growing alfred wants his independence i don't think i don't think he cares but i mean it is kind of a distinction like he is the guard and he's the island and yeah well, it's it's entirely possible that uh, by being given a name, names always have uh, super significance, even in the Dresden Files. Especially given by Harry. Be, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Not ever given come name. Back up. Uh, it's yeah. it's a little it's a little potential plot hook that might go nowhere. You can never know. Well, it's, it's like Toot Toot being given all this stuff. He be, right. he's become a big fat fairy now. Whereas maybe maybe uh, Alfred Demon Reach will uh, start getting. Some kind of self-awareness beyond what he used to have. Because Harry's just that clueless about how to interact with these ultra-powerful beings. Well, I think it's it's one of two things, and maybe both, that A, um, he's going to be able to more freely communicate with Demon Reach, which he already seems able to do on some level, instead of Mm -hmm. just getting psychically blasted every time. And B, it might give him a measure of independence from the island, so he's able to act more like he did in Ghost Story, and he's able to leave the island... You know, whether he, he's obviously not going to be able to take his powers or whatever, but like, let's add Alfred to the Scoobies just because that'll bug EG to mention that. But, uh, you know, I, I could see that in five more books, you know, what's that going to look like? So, because here we've already got one, we got one book. So, but. yeah. And then Alfred says, she is here. And he thinks it's Molly. And he, Alfred says, not Grasshopper, Grasshopper's new mother. Right. Because his concept of names and identities is also really weird. Because Harry, but yeah. But I do appreciate the fact that he knows that Molly is Grasshopper. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, Harry's just been telling him like his entire life story for a year because who else is he going to talk to? You know? Well, he knew it uh, well, the last book too. Yeah, he, he said that in the beginning Grasshopper of about the uh, Cold Days. About the parasite. True. That's true. Yep. It's like he pulled it right out of Harry's head of like that is what she is. She is Grasshopper. Even though he like he recognizes the name Molly, he's just nope, she is Grasshopper. Is Grasshopper a mantle? You're welcome. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> My God, Holmes. <laughs> Please expound on that a little. That's how she's going to get away from the winter mantle and maintain her humanity. She's going to create her own mantle of grass. Become a locust? She already has her own. She already has her own mantle. mantle. No, she's stop it, Rag Lady. Rag Lady's a mantle. Stop it. Also Rag Lady oldest. is irrelevant. Rag Lady doesn't mean shit anymore. <laughs> and she's the oldest, which is a mantle. So. Right. right. E. Yes. yes, she's eldest carpenter. That's true. When she dies, it goes to who's next? Daniel? Daniel, right. So Daniel becomes the winter lady and <laughs> eldest carpenter. <laughs> We've solved the puzzle, everyone. This is why we can't get anything done. So part we can one of episode thirty. I mean, we could have been talking about bacon, but at least we were staying on topic. No, we did that. Bacon is I, not yeah, on topic. Yeah, I was like, how would we oh, work bacon into this? We right were now? staying on Dresden. That reminds me of Francis Bacon. Can you know him? Yeah. Hey, quite. <laughs> okay, so I mean, he doesn't do anything else before he goes and talks to Matt, right? No. All right. So cool. he just goes up. He talks all about the, the many, many steps. Right. With a headache. Right. And then they try to go and intimidate her, which doesn't really work. Yeah, she's like, look, bitch, you tried that a year ago. I'm over it. So, mm-hmm. and then she like full on, like, isn't she hovering on the island? And then. No, she's standing on the dock. Okay. Yeah, she steps right to the edge of it. Okay, so she doesn't touch down this time. Mm-hmm. She uh, she she starts off it. And then when they go macho, mano, mano, she steps on it and like, she's like, try me. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that's the part that I was remembering, especially because it's like you've already tried to intimidate me with this, and we already know that you blinked. So I'm cool <laughs> doing it again. You know, like also it doesn't solve any of his problems, which she's now made him aware of, and so he's like, "Fuck, I can't do it." Right. And and again, do you want Molly, the new Winter Lady, to have to take all this shit over? 
No. Would so. you like your head to explode? Right. So she gives him some really cool jewelry. Mm-hmm. But it's that he didn't have a piercing ear. for, so that was right. new. And it's got to go in the left ear because it's a mortal thing. Yeah. I really like this exchange between them, though, because it was him being clever and her being cleverer. Right. So, Ben, can you explain the whole, like, left ear thing for the other people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, E.G. was telling me about it. Uh, in his culture, if you have it on the wrong ear, they think you're straight or gay. <laughs> I was uh, like, why are we got to stretch that out there? <laughs> that's all I got. I didn't realize you needed me to tell you what cultural things are involved with the left earring. <laughs> I've always heard conflicting things. Like when I was in high school, people kept telling me that it was on your right ear, then you were gay, but he really cared about like the, or whatever. You know, I've been told the wrong things all the time. Yeah, I don't know even know if it's really a thing. It's, it, might be, it has a category of urban legend, but it might be like a self-fulfilling yeah. urban legend. And it's probably, yeah, it's probably pretty funny to tell people the wrong ears. So then they're like, oh my God, you're gay. And then, but yeah. then like enough people do it and then it no longer has meaning. Just get right. If you want jewelry, just have jewelry. Dear God. <laughs> but if you have uh, a belly button piercing, you're basic. That's it. Wait, what? Whoa. I, whatever. Anyway. So what are you saying? We, I don't even need to go down. We have found out so many things about Ben this podcast. <laughs> ben and Maeve. Like, I mean, she, you know, so. Well, she was pretty um, fucking basic. Yeah, so Mab tells him he's going to be dead in three days to mm -hmm. close the gap on that and then they they bitch about how like his friends haven't come to see him and it's because she's intercepted Toot and Lacuna mm -hmm. every time he sent them out which is important he's using them both like in the same sentence so it's like they they may be equal you know rank and you know equal utility for him um do do, do. and then they go to see Nicodemus yay the yeah. carbon and carbide buildings where they go right what's what they say because you're we're excited to, to progress. We're on, we're no, on chapter two. No, now. It's, it's, a plot, it's a plot point. It's great. Sure, sure. I was just I misunderstood. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm Nicodemus, a swell guy. I mean, I'm no. fine. I'm fine with Nicodemus. I don't like lionize him as one of the greatest villains in this series, but I enjoy him. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, really? I, think he's, I think he's kind of overrated. He gets his ass handed to him every time. So. <laughs> It's it's foiled by Harry Dresden, who has yet to ask what is a starborn. I mean, seriously, at so, at some point when you know, we've got mounting evidence now that Nicodemus is just like, as long as you're semi competent, you you should be able to handle him. Except that you know, repeatedly people can't, you know, and that until this book again, you know, they kind of mention that, but they don't mention it until the very end, practically that. Nicodemus still has never even gone to his bench. He's never leaned on Enduriel the same way that any of the other Fallen have. So Nicodemus has been kicking people's ass for 2,000 years, and but, he's never even used magic to do it. Yeah, but he did do that at the end of the book, right? He, That's what like, I'm saying, is yeah, that Harry finally pushed him to past his breaking point. It wasn't Harry, he, though. Do we want to have this now, or do we want to go through the book? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that's not Harry's the guy in charge, so all of his vassals and employees. He would have used magic in the the second time where he's being strangled, but the sword is there, so he's like, and Duriel can't. No, like, and that's that's not it either, though. the The, the point being is that Anduriel isn't that guy. Anduriel is even more of a shadow man than Uriel is, which is also you know, a point that I'll bring up at some point. But it's like, I finally had an epiphany and realized how stupid I am that Anduriel and Uriel probably share a pretty similar route. Doi. You know? mm, probably. Because, you know, we've been we've been like, oh, what do all the angel names mean and all this other stuff? And it's like, Anduriel, Uriel, those are really fucking close. I bet you one of them's Mr. Sunshine and the other one's the opposite of that. Mr. Not Sunshine. Are you saying Mr. Sunshine's opposite is like shadow based? <laughs> yes, that the shadow of the yeah. shadow of God might, you know. Uh, you know, sure, why have not? something to yeah. do with it. Yeah. Anyway, but, see, like I said, I got notes. We got spoilers. Do we want to do this now or do we want to go through the book? <laughs> Whatever. Who says we have structure? All right. So here we go. Starting okay. from the, number 10. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so they're at a big giant building, the Carbide and Carbon building, whatever that one is. You can go it's look one it up. Of the bigger ones in Chicago, just saying. 
gay. <laughs> it's important. And, and then they go all the way up beyond where the elevator says it can go. Oh, up I into, that detail. Yeah, it's like it goes all the way up to the numbers and it goes past the numbers. Nice. Uh, and then there's some thug lackeys that want to make Mab introduce herself and Harry as her thug says, no, she doesn't and deal with lackeys. He freezes them and is like, the lady doesn't do lackeys. Yeah. Which he makes I, frost on their clothes. They're based, yeah, but I mean, that's underselling it. It's not like he gave them a frosty mug. It was like they had to like break out of their frozen clothes to go do stuff, you know, but mm-hmm. the rereading my notes on this made me realize, I think why I like skin game Harry so much is because this is one of the first times we've actually been able to see him not hold back. He Because there are multiple times he even mentions it, like even in um, the vault later, spoilers, that he can finally cut loose and not have to worry about collateral damage. And so like I, I realized that like, because it was the same thing with Summer Night, for example, right? Summer Night at the end is one of the first times he gets to the end battle and hasn't had his ass kicked repeatedly throughout the entire book. This one, obviously he does, but he's finally in a place where he can really cut loose as a wizard and he can really be smart and he can really throw down with people because he doesn't have to worry about, oh, well, if I burn down this building, somebody's inside, you know, so. It's also the first time where he, he seems to be kind of like a lackey and he's fine with it, where he's he's kind of being used. I don't know, he's, he's kind of fitting into the, the winter night role super well. Like yeah. he wants to do it, she wants him to do it, right. so he freezes their clothes. They're and they, lined they, up, you know, for right, sure. Right. And and I mean, he's not okay with it, but he is, you know, he is owning the role more, like you said. Yeah, because exactly. like he still argues with Mab, right? But then Mab's like, "I already know this shit. I'm pushing your buttons. Just do what I fucking told you." But exactly what right. I told you, and it's like, so, oh wait. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little bit. That's usually a little bit more uh, behind the behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, I meant summer night. Did I say white night? No, you, so. you said summer know, night. You said summer night. I thought you meant okay. white night. No, yeah, summer night. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, after he does his little like ice flexing at them, he was going, well, why didn't you kill them? And he's like, I'm not killing humans. Right. And they had this thing of like, I'm on your team, but not from your town. So he doesn't right. care about sure. killing she. I didn't get that, but that might, I'm not into sports usually. Also, maybe I think it was a sports reference. Thing. Like, uh, yeah. Well, if I think uh, it's it's I have a I have a it's more just about being associated with somebody. I'm associated with you, but we're not buddies. We're not close. We don't. We're I'm not, not uh, the same kind rules. of person. It's like we we're work together, or but we're not. Yeah, friends. Well, we're not friends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it just it's sounds also, a little better. I I think part of it too is like taking the town analogy further, especially with Harry, right? Like Harry tries not to burn down shit in Chicago, but if he goes to your town, he's not going to worry about which buildings he's going to burn down. He's going to get the job done, you know? So I don't know if, if he goes to Nicodemus's evil town, let's put it that way. Cause I'm sure he still cares about civilians and whatnot, but you know, if he goes to Arctis tour, he doesn't care about burning shit down. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they get shown into a room and then they find Nicodemus, and Harry is pissed off and rubs at him a little bit. It's like, hey, you left one of your people with a tongue. Right. And that dude immediately loses his tongue in a very Gee, creepy Deidre. fashion. Yeah. In, like, the hot, quasi-creepy, what the yeah. fuck just happened, you sick fucks. Yeah, just anyway. Yeah. That, that's, like, her whole thing. Like, especially this book. It's like, we're just really going to push the, like, super creepy, but kind of hot, but don't look at it type of thing. Because, like... You know, because you still got the fact that, like, they they made a big deal about it in previous books that, like, Tessa looks like she's 16, practically, mm-hmm. and Deidre's her daughter. So, like, you know, gross. But. Well, I don't, I, I never got the impression that Deidre actually looks younger than Tessa, just that Tessa right. looks forever young, and almost like Deidre decided to look older. I mean, maybe. Let's just well, she also could have been given the coin at, I mean, let's, you know, assume for a second. Tessa was found by Nicodemus around 16 and that's when she took up the coins because she just stayed looking like that because that's what as opposed to maybe they waited till Deidre was 18 for whatever right yeah something whatever yeah yeah so the tongue thing so yeah Deidre 
kisses eats Jordan's tongue and then kisses yeah, Nicodemus with tongue. What yeah. with the blood still? You know? Yeah. Like we don't even have a word. Never mind. So, um, There's something about this that uh, kind of strikes me as uh, important on the reread is I know Butcher doesn't write in themes, but we have at the very beginning of the book we have parasite is body that shows up basically immediately and here we have the uh the family brotherhood thing established and reinforced again not a reread so uh this that this makes a lot more sense of i've been critical before of uh that little last chapter last couple chapters with the second climax and the showdown of the carpenters but it it does bring it a lot more it does bring it home when you see how early it's uh, the theme of family and uh, uh, is has been set up and reinforced even two chapters in the book. Uh, I do think Butcher doesn't write in themes because he totally does each book. Well, he says he says he doesn't. I've, uh, how does he get his names for the books out of except for out of the <laughs> themes? He it's it's just what he says in interviews. I, I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, people will be critical of if I talk about themes of a book. But yeah, he absolutely does have themes, or you can. Yeah little notes that he hits the motif of this book i guess with family whatever you want to call it okay whatever and i guess i could see that you know i mean because it is going to come back to that it's kind of an important plot point a couple of times so Mm -hmm. the whole family thing yeah okay so uh nicodemus wants dresden to help him rob a vault which doesn't make any sense because he can rob any vault in the world Uh, yeah, and Mab is loaning out Dresden because she's paying back a debt to Nicodemus slash Anduriel for way back when, when she couldn't be in two places at once. Right. And when Harry demands that he gets another person to watch his back, Mab points out that Deidre had gone along with Nicodemus, so this gives symmetry. Right. So, it yeah, because Deidre was there, it now hurts Nicodemus more. Well, yeah, I mean, ish, until, you know, Harry takes Murphy along, so, like, woo, Murphy. And that interaction interaction between uh, uh, Nicodemus and Mab makes me think that Nicodemus has the feeling he's being played, that Mab, he knows Mab is dangerous, he just thinks that he can out-dangerous Mab, and he can out-scheme Mab, and I think he's aware of something going on, which is a nice little touch. He has to, because... Think about this, right? The reason why Mab wants Nicodemus to just get his ass beat is because of the whole Marcone thing, right? Right. Oh, yeah. So he has to know that Mab's holding a grudge. He has to know that she's going to do something. He has to know that Dresden's going to do something. But he also knows, for whatever reason, either Dresden's literally the only person who can help him or that he's going to finally destroy Dresden or convert him once and for all. Because like, think sure. about the place Nicodemus is making, right? So he, he has to know all of these things. And like Nicodemus is 2000 years old. It didn't take Harry that long to figure out how to play the sheep and sure. watch what he says. And of course so. the, the traps were designed specifically so that Harry would be, be the ideal guy in the situation. Right? right. So we have that whole ice trap and he's literally the ideal guy in the world to handle this and there's a debt and so well i I mean i guess yeah it all goes back to the ice gate right like who else in the world is going to be better handle better equipped to handle the ice gate everything else is kind of incidental you know harry is able to help with all those things but they could have found any number of other people to do it possibly even even uh asher could have helped out just, I was going to say, you could have, there's an argument to be made that if Asher goes Daenerian, she could have, with her fire, dealt with the ice. That too, but also, I'm, I'm thinking like opening the ways and getting into various right. places. Right, well that's something like she that, and he so. can't do. That's, that's, that's a Dresden thing. I mean, she can't At least his, well, his understanding up to that point, but he does acknowledge later on that it's like if Nicodemus and Lashiel had spent a couple of weeks with her beforehand, she might be able to open the gate home. Or at least, you know, back to the mortal plane somewhere, you know. But yeah, but so. he's, you know, he's been in tempest fugit mode, so some things slip. Right, lots of things slip. So, uh, do do yeah. So he takes an extra pair of eyes, which I don't think we find out for like two more chapters because reasons. 
Yeah, well, yeah, they um, have their argument in the elevator first. Yes, that right. was fun too. <laughs> well, and and one of the things that I love about this book too is like all the one-liners. So you know, like the the goons go to follow him, and he's like, "You guys fill out some kind of paperwork about how you want your remains disposed," and like that's another like just Harry being like, you know, like I'm not holding back. I will destroy you. You got your yeah. warning once already. He doesn't like, care about the she. He doesn't care about hurting them. So and Mab does absolutely nothing to stop it because she wants him to be the top suck. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, just them arguing back and forth. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And she's like, it's obvious that you didn't listen very closely. And he's like, hold on, shit. <laughs> what did I miss? Yeah. But you wasn't know? that after she like smacked his head almost through the yep. door? Puts right. a dent in the elevator by smacking his head into it. Uh, he's fine. It didn't even hurt him that bad. He made a dent in the wall. <laughs> it's <gotta> hairy. <laughs> right. Literally. Yep. And then she tells him a little bit more about the parasite, about if it gets free, it will seek out everyone you know and utterly and destroy them utterly. And I'm like, yeah. she's she's the fairy queen, so she can't lie about that. So that's pretty much gospel truth. But like, right. how? Like, so, does she mean physically utterly destroy no, them? Through, well, she says it's it would attach itself to Maggie, which is the closest thing Harry had of a reflection of Harry there is out there. So now you've got a little girl with mental issues and a spirit that's wholly ignorant of all her power and knowledge and shit. And and probably doesn't know how to not hurt someone, especially like she's growing. She can't fit in Dresden's head anymore. Is she going to fit right. in Maggie's head? Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, whatevs. Uh, so <laughs> like, I, I don't think she's going to like try and repossess a body, right? Because no, she's like, just not going to know the... what she's doing and she's going to hurt them. Right. But the hurt them is different than destroy them utterly. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like if Bob got loose and Bob went on a rampage, he would hurt some people, but he wouldn't utterly destroy them. <laughs> it's like shit. Man. But like, someone like evil people? Bob would and evil yeah. Bob would do it because he would actively be seeking to do it. Whereas right. someone like Bonnie would just be wholly ignorant of what she's doing yeah. and then Bob probably try and make it better and screw it up more and try and make it better and screw it up more. Bob knows how to control himself. Bonnie doesn't know how to move her arms or legs. But she will move them and it will hurt people to the point of destroying them. Interesting. You'll put it in all these terms. I can't help but think that of all the people in Dresden's life, Bonnie's the one who's going to die. Just because it seems like she's be set up and created for that purpose, you know, narratively. I don't know. That's, that's, Everybody's going to die. We're doing... <laughs> Everybody's going to be the noble sacrifice. Murphy's going to hold the line. Thomas is going to something. Harry's uh, going to nobly sacrifice to hit the button to cancel the detonation right. for the. Mister's going to take a nap. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. So I mean, again, like writing down some of Mab's direct lines kind of important because again, she can't lie and whatever. So you know, the whole like, um, you know, like you really expect me to help him. And it's like, I expect you to fulfill my debt by carrying out my orders. After that, I expect you to be yourself, <laughs> you know, which is just some great moments. Uh, and then it's like, you know, he's, he's going to backstab me. Right. And it's like, of course. And I expect a superior, more creative treachery on your part. So she's, she's like, I'm, I'm not new. I know how the game is played. Get with it, Dresden. Well, yeah. She's delighted at the prospect of it. She calls it a game. She thought if she was a little younger, she would have loved to play right. in that. Which is yeah. such a Maeve thing to say, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. It's a Maeve thing to say, too. So they're like mother, There's, like daughter. Yeah, I don't. Maybe. I don't buy the fact that she ever was like, she didn't have Maybe to she... go through the yeah winter lady. Yeah, Maeve was definitely not. Like, she thought she's kind of like Nicodemus in his book. She thought she was smarter than she was, but. Right. Not. As far as relishing the treachery as a game, you know, well, yeah, that's, I guess, yeah, right. but maybe that's just a winter thing. Right. And Harry's always been a little mischievous, too. Uh, well, uh, this, and then after this is my favorite chapter that doesn't exist until later in the book, which right. we can't talk about yet, can we? Well, and it's funny because they're even. Like, there are even a couple of sentences, right? Because it's like he goes to Murphy's house, she makes yeah. fun of the Blue Beetle. Mm -hmm. 
uh, yeah, he talks but... about like how hands are comforting because they hold hands. And I'm like, that first thing, by the way, if you've ever been in a delivery room when hands grab you, the first thing is in like the hands are comforting you. The first thing is you get smacked on your ass and then comes the comforting. So, cause they got to make sure you're breathing, just saying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, after that, it's like, well, where have you been for the last three hours? Oh, I don't know. Cutting a deal with Goodman Gray and, and talking to freaking Santa Claus, maybe, you know, spoilers. So, but yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to dissect everything literally, as we go through, we might as well just like, yep, he made a deal with Kringle, Goodman Gray, and that's why he knows he's okay. Yeah, there what is the, yeah. still a fair bit a fair bit of distrust or harry at least sells it very well because mm -hmm. that was one of the things that i tried to do this time through as well as like catalog catalog you know when when they're going through because you know in the overall plot of it goodman gray basically asked harry multiple times like are we kicking ass now 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 and harry's like no but like he does it in such a way that he's like you know goodman gray if we're gonna throw down let's let's do this and then you know, Goodman, like there are a couple of times he even catches Gray by surprise, even though Gray knows what the game is. He, I think he only knows enough. Like, I I think he only knows that he's supposed to side with Nicodemus up until, mm -hmm. you know. They, they well, yeah, I mean, he's card. constantly asking his, where his line is supposed to be with Nicodemus. And also, I mean, he's, he's feeling Harry out because he's got to know what kind of guy he's dealing with. So right. make sure he can get the rent money. You know, can I kill this person? No. Oh. Okay. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But it would be so much more easier and practical and pragmatic. No. Fine. Right. Now I got to work harder. Right. Okay. Back to Karen, I guess. I like that she said, to Mab's credit, she's sort of asking you to do what you're good at. And even <laughs> Dresden is like, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's like, you trap him in a box. He finds all the ways to explode it. He is now trapped in a box. He's going to explode it. It works. Right. And we get to see Mister again. That hey, was fun. Nobody cares. Hey. Yeah. And then Harry and Karen kind of do that thing of like, I really care about you, but I'm not going to admit it. Not really. Which it, it's funny because like three times in the book, they have various people call them out and be like, you know, she loves you, right? Like, that's the only reason she's here. You know, she's not just backup. Like, uh, you know, Asher picks up on it, which I'm sure a big part of that has to do with Lashiel who picked up on it, which they get called out. Was it Michael or somebody else calls him out too and being like, come on, dude, you're an idiot. So, or maybe it was Butters. I don't remember, but one of them. So. All of them. I mean, Thomas has been saying it for like 10 books. Yeah, but Thomas is, he's a sex vampire. That's his job. So, yeah, so like, he's also Thomas able can to... probably feel it. He can, it's not so much as like, I caught her making eyes at you, which everybody else has seen. Thomas is like, no, I can literally feel it. Yeah, and yet Harry doesn't <laughs> listen to him until he does, and then problems. Harry doesn't listen to anybody. Harry doesn't, doesn't listen to, listen to his kid. Yeah, he exactly. has conversations with his deepest, most gut check self, and he's like, no. Right. because reasons which we'll have to cover that too so. yeah that was fun in this book right you freaking idiot <laughs> yeah yeah really uh so they they go scope out the place that they're supposed to meet which is an abandoned slaughterhouse which this is another repeat place too right which one does this book show up in i don't remember okay uh, but but PG. this is this is when he talks about like monsters seem to be showing up places and maybe I should start burning some buildings down or was that also cold days? But in similar kind of That was thing. cold days. That's where um, the red cold cap takes the up. Warehouse from the yeah, side the warehouse, warehouse yeah. which falls into the water. But Proven guilty was the full moon garage, right? Well, yes. well he got like almost auctioned out right. the full moon garage, but was this the same warehouse where they had the, the meeting with the white council? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that if, sounds right. It was the, it was the, yeah. So it was the proof of guilty was the uh, summer night, the summer night garage, I think, wasn't it? There was the same. When he gets captured so, by 
glow and, and wraith. They take yeah, him they take him to back home. They take him oh, back home and grudge. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But also um, But at the beginning, yeah, there's that warehouse. And then at the end. There's yeah. right. The it's warehouse. the same warehouse beginning and end and then here again. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting that that book tied a couple of those places together. So um yeah, so they wait, they they see Asher and and uh Ernest Tin Whistle go in uh Ernest Armand Tin Whistle. <laughs> His British names are always funny. Silly British people. Yeah, and that, right, the next one is like Murphy. They're like, I know you haven't burned down any buildings in a while, but if you start to feel the need. So uh, is uh is uh Harry's confrontation of Binder uh partly for show, do you think, or is it, it completely genuine? I both I think yeah, I think he's making sure that like Binder, I was fairly serious, but I don't think it, he wasn't ever going to push it. I don't think, you know, not in front of Nicodemus and them. He was, so he wanted to push it and, and make sure where it goes down, but like he backs down so easily, you know, and, and everything. Like, I think it is just, sure. he's, he's show, he's sowing seeds of dis- discord wherever he can. I, oh, yeah, I think I absolutely, yeah, yeah, I think if he had run into Binder on a job and they were on opposite sides, he absolutely would have like, you know, put the hurt on him and everything like that but yeah. for this thing it's but, i mean i think there was some goodwill when binder basically helped out at on uh in the turncoat on the island as kind of the idea that someone needs to be human mm-hmm. it's like oh you're right and everyone was just kind of like bonding right there even though they were on opposite sides yeah but then sides. he follows that up with don't ever come back <laughs> right. right sure because he doesn't want the bad guy in chicago but he's definitely right. the least bad guy in that room well, that, that, that was yeah that was a, that was a mercy in that regard because he should have just locked the guy up or thrown him in wizard jail or say demon reach Wait, i guess right <laughs> there's no wizard jail for what he did there but Regardless, I really liked him in Turncoat. Uh, I thought he was an interesting character, but he's probably my favorite character in in Skin Games. He he's definitely yeah. Like uh, there there's a lot of characterization and stuff like that, and you can really feel the Mark Shepard you know vibes and everything. So, but <laughs> that's exactly who I had in mind, <laughs> right? And it's funny because Mark Shepard's not bald or or chubby enough to pull it off, but like. Uh, no, that's why I, it was always Mark Shepard, and then I thought to myself, "Wait, no, he's more like Ray Winstone." Hmm. Who? He's. I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever see The Departed? Long time ago. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Uh, I don't know. I'll send you a picture next. Okay, time. cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they do have a brief discussion, Harry and Karen, about do you have any of the swords? Is Sonya gonna show up? Right. And Sonya doesn't show up, but the ver- for very good reasons. And right. the swords don't show up yet for very good reasons. Spoilers. Yeah, but Karen has this thing of like, if it was supposed to be here, it would be. It's just not one of their things right now. It's yeah, it's not their fight. Yeah. Actually, it's just Nicodemus exploiting the system. It seems like. Eh. I feel like he specifically set the thing up in Afghanistan and knowing there's only one sword. Well, yeah, Iran, abso- and yes. Absolutely. Because yeah. the Tessa was also supposed to be there. They set it up so that Tessa would also not interfere. Right. It was two birds and one stone for sure, you know, so. Yeah, well, that turned out. It's it still mostly worked, I mean. Yeah. So. I don't know. Sonia was away, sure, but it came back and well then all of the other like thorn namshio which is one that uh well he's gone nicodemus didn't trust he was in iran so therefore he can't be in chicago to backstab nicodemus was he in this one i thought his coin's still gone didn't isn't that the coin that may or may not be with marcon and guard or or... it was shaggy feathers that was in iran oh okay gog and shaggy feathers okay thorn namshio is the one who stole the coins but his coin's gone Right, because I was with you. Like they do, they don't call them by their angelic names or whatever. Really, they call them by their things. But Magog, I guess, is the name of the of the fallen. But yeah, um, but yeah, Shaggy Feathers. They don't have an angelic name. So okay. and Thorned Namshiel obviously is. But yeah, it wasn't. The well, they mentioned name. a couple of their names. I don't remember right. if Shaggy Feathers was ever mentioned. As There's like eight out of thirty, I think, are named or something like that. So yeah, there's um, a couple of them. Which even still, we don't find that out until later, right? So about 
the, the whole Iran thing. So, yeah. Um, so they get their first job. They, you know, basically they show up. There's a, a bit of posturing, you know, like um, uh, Harry is throwing shit at Nicodemus. He's, he's making sure Binder hasn't forgotten it. Binder's like, see, I told you this was going to be a problem. And then uh, Asher is like, gets in Harry's face and be like, you know, I'm sorry, who the fuck are you? And get out of my partner's face and talks about how she's she's fought wardens in the past and mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, um, but then they get their, their job to go to the peninsula. So. Yeah, one little thing about Asher is always interesting is that she became a warlock because she burned three men from the inside out. Well, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, there, she has her side of it. Yeah. And it's not like that's completely wrong, it's, but that is also an extreme form of retribution. Right. Well, when you're... Oh, you lose control. Scared and angry and have power, you know. Mm-hmm. That was my oh, main yeah. problem with Harry towards the end of this book is how he reacts to that. He's like, if anybody should know. And have a well, little bit she, less of a... She calls him out on that, but that's why he's like, look, dude, forget the fact that I'm a warden. I'm not talking to you as a warden right now. I'm talking to you as, uh, you know, somebody else with power. Walk away. So I don't think he had a whole lot of time to argue with her, and he knew that a lot of it wasn't going to get through anyway. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Also, there's goats in the warehouse. Yeah. A pen of them, like 12. Totally doesn't matter. So I like yeah. goats. Never comes up again. So, so okay. they give him a super secret nickname, Mister Overheight. Yeah. Oh, well, there's that scene. Uh, Harry and Asher, they're getting dressed, and she's totally hitting on him very, very hard. And they, she comments on his scars and everything. Even touches one on his shoulder, and he has that like electric feeling of touching another person with magic. It's like that seems incredibly suspicious on a reread. Of why go out of your way to do that? What trying to get? physical contact so much and i assume lashio was trying to get something so isn't wasn't she like the seductress don't they literally like nick that's nicodemus's whole thing for telling her is that or for giving harry that coin Mm -hmm. was that a she was a you know world-class sorceress type you know she she had the magical stuff down but also that she was a seductress so you know he figured she could get through to harry yeah Um, because they talk about that in um I know some of it comes up in small favor, you know, the whole, like, I picked the right coin for you, and but I think they named her at some point with that subtitle, basically. Probably so. as early as uh, Death Masks, when he first offered the coin. Maybe, yeah, right, because he, he tries to give him a coin and then later just throws yeah. it at him. and yeah. Harry puts the symbol on a donut and then eats the donut, and Fort Hill names her, I think. Gotcha, right. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I took that as uh, touching one another with magic. I took that as just a uh, one of those side effects of being a wizard. wizard I mean, it could be, but right. it could also be hiding that Lashiel is trying to do something or, or the sure, presence of Lashiel sure. at all. Right. It could also be a what? If, now this is a far out thing. What if there's something to do with Bonnie and Lashiel right. and Bonnie? Does Lashiel recognize Bonnie in there? Well, it could be that she, this is a point where Lashiel is confirming that Bonnie exists or she already knew and she was just checking. See, and that's one of the problems I always had is on my first read through is like, where the fuck did Lashiel get all of her information? Because if she's yeah, locked in a coin and she was locked in a circle and all this other shit, and then all of a sudden she's like, I know that the shadow died and I know that you have a baby. Yeah, and pro- I know that I was like, how the fuck do you know all this? Harry doesn't know all this and it's in his head. Well, there's I, I brought there's it up actually the- three ways this could have happened. There's a, she feels it when the shadow goes and is cognizant of what that sacrifice represents. So she knows what the byproduct is going to be. Right. Two, when, since she's the one who does the whisper thing and changes, she's in his head anyway, she can maybe see her in there. Three, she just has a general natural connection to what would have been partly her essence anyway. And so she just kind of can sense these things. Maybe some general yeah. combination of all three. I like right. the first one the most. I think because the third one it's... is the only one that makes sense. Oh. No, because yeah, I don't, I don't really buy the whole like she feels the when the shadow thing goes because again she's completely locked out. And how many times has that happened she, in the course of two thousand years across thirty fallen angels? Probably not like, many. 
because like, right because digits because like Sonya dropped a coin and walked away, but did that destroy a shadow? You know, like well, well he the actually... shadow gets destroyed when you take the coin anyway. Even Lash right. said that, so there was no there right. was no shadow left in him. Okay, so every time they touch a coin and then walk away, a shadow gets created, and then it, I mean, gets reabsorbed, right, if they take up the Right, hole. yeah, it becomes part so, of the whole again, because it's just an echo of what the being is. Yeah, so three, I think, makes the most sense, probably, for me. But. I, I don't know, I like the idea that, like, because Lashiel knows everything that Lash did, and she knows, for as long as that shadow existed, she knows that Lash did a, a sacrifice out of love, that and that what it's going to represent because that was a being in Harry's mind space. Are they, there's something very, uh, there might be a simple solution. Maybe EG mentioned this with the uh, sight. The wizard's sight sees the true reality. Maybe the angelic sight is literally just seeing all of that constantly. And so she, she can constantly tease out with the, with the knowledge and experience, what all these little flecks in the arm, I mean, just like a, uh, like a tracker in the woods or something would see something. So she could probably. I don't doubt that in general, an angel like someone like Uriel could look at Harry and just to sort of gleam all this stuff. And I don't necessarily. And Uriel knows anyway because they were working together to keep Harry alive. What? Uh, Because uh, it was it was um, Demon Reach and Map. Demon Reach, Map, and the Parasite. But Uriel obviously knew everything because he made the bet or or like pulling Harry's soul out and run around Chicago. Right, but work out in general. Oh, sure, sure. If if Uriel didn't know what's for whatever that's worth. And he just walked up to Harry on the street. I'm sure when he looks at him, he can see that kind of stuff. And I'm sure someone right. like Lashio could too, but I don't know if it would require someone like Hannah, who's got her as host would have to actively be using her. I don't know how much she's seen through just being there. Cause she still is in stasis until, you know, I, I don't know because we haven't seen exactly. I assume someone like Anduriel, for instance, knows all the things going on through Nicodemus's eyes, but that's also how they work. So I don't, I don't, I mean, it's fine in principle, I'm sure when she's, when you you see that eye come up on her head, I'm sure she can see it in Harry. Well, and we know that angels can see in in the Dresden Files verse, uh, when when Harry begins to open his sight, you know, the, the guardian, the angel with a, you know, with a, a ghost story, closes his sight again. So there's yeah. a bit of interaction, but also he can literally see that Harry is opening the sight. There's something, there's some sig- signifier that's uh, right. They can see the world is much different. Any different exactly frequency right. that you can think of, I'm sure. But you know, if she was just looking at him then at that moment, or just throughout this time, it would be a little of a stretch to simply assume that she knows what she is and why she is just by looking I, at that. I feel like, yeah, she has to sure. know this going into it, right? Because like she could see what of... Bonnie is, but she wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, that's because of me just by looking at her necessarily. Well, another so, another problem another problem would be Anduriel and Tessa were constantly around Harry plus uh, whoever else of, among the fallen shows up. If Lash can see it, everyone else can see it. So it has so this, the touching thing is a good is a good uniqueness to uh, uh, right. Lash. Like it makes sense one. to know if it's part of her, she can sense it. Because if Nicodemus knows, he, that's something he would have easily exploited. Right. Exactly. During this, exactly. During these events, if you could just quote unquote see. Yeah. Well, I I don't know because I'm trying to reconcile like all of her monologue in the vault later too it seems like she knows this going in like it's never clear when asher gets the coin but i'm pretty sure she had it before the job she got it after changes but before the job right but that's what i'm saying like it, it, it only matters that she got it within days or weeks before the job versus it's not like he converted her right. while and they're going she, around for the the three days she got know? the coin before taking the job but after teaming up with binder because binder was telling her like don't get too personal. Like, kind of stay focused on the money and all of his little rules. Right. So right. It don't was don't take favors. Weeks. Too mm-hmm. many strings. Right. 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 Yeah. But I mean, so, each of the three reasons I said give her the foreknowledge well before. Yeah. No, she. Required. She had it for a while. I don't know when Binder and and she matched up though, because she talks about how after Harry destroys the Fellowship of Saint Giles, that the Denarians took her in at some point. 
And if she had met up with Binder, I can't imagine she would have thrown in with the Denarians because Binder, like, it, Binder would have gotten out of the way to buy her a sandwich, but he would have made sure she was taken care of and got her cut, you know, so that she could take care of herself. So I'm not saying it happened like immediately after changes or anything, but it definitely she threw in with the Denarians before she met Binder. I don't so. think so. I think it was while she knew Binder. We'll get to that point when we get to her monologue. At the moment, <laughs> we're still on chapter what, six or something. Right. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So we made it six chapters. Woo. But I do have the weird question of what is Asher slash Lashiel actually trying to accomplish by getting intimate contact with Harry? Because if they're trying to pull the parasite out right then, it's not going to work. It's just going to kill him, right? And they're not going to have the ability to get it to use him no, to get through the gate of ice. She's she's okay. Lashiel's a seductress. Get, it's just yeah. in her nature, right? And she's okay so killing Harry to get Bonnie because she talks turbo about slut how, always or something that like she talks about how she's going to destroy Harry to pull out the the parasite. But right, but again, you can't do that before. We're not, the game. we're not sure. We're not sure that Harry is actually fully needed, right? Because like to get through the ice gate, you know, there's some discussion about how Asher probably could just like burn her way through. You know, but that would still burn Nicodemus too, because if Lashio did something that resulted in Harry's death, then that would ruin the deal with between Nicodemus and Mab, and that would like ruin Nicodemus's reputation. It could just be another way to put Harry off his guard. It doesn't have to be some like giant machination to keep him off balance to not see it when the betrayal comes. And you know, if he falls in love with Asher on this job, and then he gets his heart broken when the turn happens, and he's emotionally off base you know like all of these little things add up and and a fallen angel would kind of see that especially one who is a seductress right like she it could it it could be a lot of things but i don't i don't think there's like some huge machination here where it's like she had to do this so that you know she stole part of harry's soul or you know some nonsense like it's just it's about pushing buttons you know so that if, if Harry starts sleeping with Asher, for example, during the job, then, you know, he's not paying attention to some other things that he should be paying attention to. And it's it's mostly just because Harry is Harry that he doesn't, you know, like, you know, Binder wouldn't because of his rules. But if you would put, you know, a number of other people from the books in that room, they totally would have gotten it on. You know, like here's I, if we're if we're going back to when she knew and how she knew, um about Bonnie, the exact quote is, meaning that since a whisper in your ear that should have killed you seems to have failed, I intend to skip the subtlety, rip your head apart and collect our child. She's far too valuable a resource to be allowed to die with you. That seems like she was either planning it right then and there when she was doing the whisper because she knew she was in there because she was in his head or gleamed that from being in his head and was planning on after he's dead, skipping to that part. I had been on the fence on whether or not the whisper thing was about the changes thing or if it was the shadow. And I think I had come down on the side of the shadow until you just reread it. And then it's like, okay, the whisper means the literal whisper where the whisper was to push him to commit suicide. Yeah, know, but basically. how could Blashio actually get in his head and changes? Because he'd already, like, the shadow was gone. He hadn't touched the coin. Well, that's where the connection to Bonnie potentially comes in. That's part so of her. Via her connection to powers. her spiritual daughter, she gets to be in his head. Because, I mean, she, so, she it's a cheat, so things happen where the other side gets to balance it, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. It right. Just, and again, Lashiel is an angel, fallen or otherwise. She literally still has the power to unmake at least planets, if not galaxies, like Uriel does. But she so, does have the restrictions of being in a coin or with a vessel that carrying that coin. So how do you act outside of it without we, a person? We don't know how much those restrictions play out. I think we've been assuming they're much more restrictive than they are, which has always been my problem, right? Like, if she's in a coin, she shouldn't be able to act, right? If she's in a circle, in the concrete, in the ground, in a coin, she sure as fuck shouldn't be able to act, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. And then you're adding now she's got this tether of at least some essence of her is still swimming around in Harry's head. Plus he is in no mental state to fight it off. And Maybe. I think this this goes further than like take a mortal child, for example, right? Take Molly. Molly could be tracked through charity's blood, right? This only past that because of. this isn't 
this isn't a mingling of DNA. That's an amalgamation of spirit. And they kind of go out of their way to talk about how Bonnie even kind of makes herself out of some of Harry's memories. So even though the end result is that she's kind of her own thing and she's an independent creature because angels and soul and whatever else, maybe, you know, she literally is still part Lashiel. Um, so Lashiel is able to, to drill into her with that part of her soul as being part of it. Cause I mean, an angel is soul, right? We have that whole conversation. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> You're not convinced. No. So, yeah. Man. Oh. So this is where we wrap up then. Uh, they basically, uh, he, he tells them what the kind of money they could be making off this trip. And he still hints at what he's getting at, but no one knows what it is yet. Yeah. Because, right. uh, well, so they're getting two million each right off the bat. And then they can have up to 22 million because of all of the diamonds and shit that they can go steal yeah up to right. 20 million additional which i think is kind of funny because they don't have any fucking idea what's in the vault well so. that's the thing i mean he says a plain <laughs> order of magnitude so that's just in general uh, 10 way. times much uh, yeah yeah but uh yeah i'm sure pick the right things and you could have easily had hundreds of millions depending on some of us like the artwork and shit's probably gonna be hard to actually sell well, he says as much. I mean, if mm. you can, if you can oh, take yeah, it and it doesn't hinder us, go nuts. But that's the other thing. I mean, even Valmont says di- diamonds are the most bang for the buck, which is why she right. takes all of them. And and it also comes down to like having to watch your ass on the way out, right? Like if you went in with a group of like-minded people and you weren't worried about getting ganked on the way out, then sure take four backpacks and put two Monets under each arm and well, then run out. I mean, know? yeah, but plus you're in a, in a supernatural prison with shades that are going to come and chase you at any moment and any number of unseen terrors down there. So just fill, you fill one backpack up that you know you can carry with shit and get the fuck out. Right. Fill a backpack full of backpacks. There you go. <laughs> or what, yeah, what is it? The, uh, the, the, uh, that charm in Harry Potter that gives you like unlimited space in a bag. Just, scoop up everything right harry probably doesn't play around with interdimensional spaces because he can't even i don't know how to fly yeah <laughs> he doesn't even know how to fly so. it goes against normal physics harry potter magic has never had a problem with going against normal physics yeah i will say because we've skipped around a whole bunch that we're kind of at the beginning of chapter eight that the go team the what the hotel yeah, they, uh, oh, yeah, that's the other well, thing. Well, so chapter eight they starts with them in the dressing room again, but we kind of like there's uh, other things we skipped over in like the discussion in chapter seven. So I was like, well, we'll just. Yeah, eh. yeah. so we'll end this with saying they need one more player, and that's Anna Valmont. Well, and then the Binder's Alamont. job is to go pick up Goodman Gray from the train station. Right. So, yeah. Because uh, he's worked with them before. Yeah. So. And it should be uh, someone that Gray recognizes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, it has to be, yeah. Chapter eight or so. Yay! So what, how many chapters are there in this one? Like 52? Good so, question. 54, something like that. So 37 more episodes, and then we'll have these stocks, and we'll be good to go. No, at this rate, it's only be seven episodes. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to speed up a little. Yeah, right. some, some of this stuff, I, I really feel like a lot of the in-between stuff is like, Harry argues with Nicodemus. They tell him to shut up. Harry eats a donut. I was gonna Harry say yeah. Even, even the, even the stuff upcoming with the with the FOMOR is kind of. Thick. I mean, we'll probably have a, a whole episode about butters. Harry gets his ass kicked by the Jenna Squad. Harry eats a donut. You know what? Let's pretend butters. He say he does not eat donuts. He saves them. Yeah. He cleanses them in the fiery belly of yeah. a wizard. Right. Yeah, butters yeah, isn't even. Gonna, this book. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we'll butters the best. Yes. But, We'll skip a lot of stuff, but it, once we get to the vault, it's going to be a well, fucking crawl I think again. So. Any of the dialogues are probably going to be the part where we get slowed down, but there's a lot of action that we can might like. Yeah, there's explosions and that. That's what I'm saying. Upcoming, where they're going. Guys, just like lines. making it's the like, best books sound stuff. less good. And there was, I'm not about that. It really, it, it really is amazing. We just haven't gotten to the amazing parts. Oh, I mean, it's... really, we've got introduce the bad guys. Binder goes on a milk run. Harry gets hit on by a total hot chick that he doesn't know is secretly a Black Widow trying to eat him. Like, literally. I mean, that's, you know. Harry yeah, it, flirts it, with Murphy, yeah. but kind of not really. You know, that's what we've got so far in eight chapters. So, 
the good stuff is is the donuts are coming and the Jenna Squaw and the Goodman Gray and the like the banter really is a big part of why I like this book. And so sure. you know, you banter is like and, right? top quality. So that's that's why between this one and Turncoat, they're like my favorite. So Well, so if that's where Randy well, uh, this has been the Jurassic Files podcast brought to you by the Broken Jars Network. Whee! And uh, you should check out other shows. Including <laughs> <laughs> including Great Scott, which is all about The Office, the American one. And they're almost done, which they've been almost saying. And they might be starting something else. Uh, there's uh, High Fantasy on hiatus. Uh, Not as high as you, applause. though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dumb joke. Uh, uh, let's see what else. We also got uh, Sim Talk, which is a very professional podcast about very professional professional simulations about professions, and uh, we you should check it out. It's actually super serious and super awesome. Uh, but we also have uh, DMs Anonymous, which is a support group with uh, Andreas here. Do you have a uh, any any recent news on episodes or anything? Uh, nope. Actually, the last episode was the one was the same as last time where we talked about inserting your players into plots because they always try to avoid it. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, very good. Uh, let's see what else we got. And uh, this that was that Broken Jars Network. Oh yes, support us on uh, various platforms, including Drive Through RPG. Yeah, Drive Through RPG is pretty nifty. Uh, yeah, we have to we have to start chipping in for the Zoom stuff since Google Hangouts is kaput as far as we're able to use it. So definitely check that out. Uh, there's also uh, Patreon. We still have a Patreon, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah Patreon! <laughs> like, you know, the main way that we get said monies to be right. exchanged for goods and services. So Yeah, of which you can watch us argue about all things that make us angry in our own Broken Jars Discord. Like Star Yay, Wars. Yay, Discord! <laughs> Super and bacon. important. And bacon. If you want to be up on the bacon and the something-something that we were talking about just before the podcast... Oh, well. Anyway. Uh, Broken Jars Network. Dresden Files podcast. It's about the Dresden Files. Thank you! <laughs> <laughs>